Welcome to the Superman Confidential Podcast. I'm Tom, your host, and I'm here today to talk about a variety of random little Superman and Superman family news items that have been popping up recently that I will get into. First up, on the movie side, the Death and Return of Superman animated movie has been announced for an October 1st date. This was announced before Reign of the Superman, that the Death of Superman and the Reign of the Superman would be combined into a single film. And now we know it's coming October 1st. I am quite excited about this, even though, yes, I have those two movies individually, but to see them cut together with some new footage, we don't know how much, but there's to be some new footage, how they will handle all that, we don't know. I'm just excited to see them all together. It's going to be 166 minutes in length. If you combine Death and the Rain, it's about 168 minutes, so that obviously makes it sound shorter, but I'm assuming they can do some consolidation with the credits and shorten things up there. Overall, though, I'm still not expecting, if the over-under was five minutes for amount of new footage, I would probably take the under there. I would just expect not too much, but I am glad to see some new footage. Hopefully uh, some good stuff there included, obviously. But how they tie the two together, how they cut that together, transition from one to the other. Uh, Death of Superman had several credit scenes, so I don't know if they're going to get cut out or if they're going to be introduced somewhere else in the film but i'm glad to to have these two together that it is one longer overall story so it it makes sense to combine this like was done with the dark knight returns it's also going to have some new bonus features included on there it'll be available on 4k blu-ray and digital i've only seen so far there's an option with a steel john henry irons minifigure that comes with it i'm assuming they'll have the non-figure version non-deluxe version or whatever they call it But some 4K versions, it sounds like the 4K version will have a bonus disc of Superman Doomsday. And that's neat because it will be the first time Superman Doomsday is on 4K. So you can get really three films for the price of one if you waited for this long. I don't know if it'll be the price of one. It might be a little bit more. But that's good to to see Superman Doomsday thrown in there. Obviously also based on the death and return of Superman, although very different from the most recent film. So I'm glad. I, I like, love the death of Superman, and I liked uh, Reign of the Superman, so I'm excited to see them together and see, be able to watch them as one really long film. Some more minor things on Crisis on Infinite Earths, the upcoming CW crossover, have come out. For starters, the schedule, it will be there will be three episodes the week of December 8th, 9th, and 10th, and then the final two episodes will come back on January 14th, so a bit of a cliffhanger there, probably, I'm assuming, but it will allow extra time for to finish finish special effects if they film it all at the same time. But we know when to look forward to those now. But some other minor things, Mark Guggenheim, again, kind of showrunning the crossover and has said a lot of things about it, both at the TCAs and on Twitter. Uh, For starters on Twitter, he said they can't use the John Williams Superman theme due to legal restrictions. He was specifically asked if Brandon Rouse Superman would have that theme. So that sounds like a no there. I don't know the legal situation there i'm not not an expert and i'm not an expert on music but i believe it was uh, smallville the smallville finale when they used some john williams music i could not find verification for this anywhere i don't know where i heard it so if anybody has any information on that please let me know but i believe they were able to use the music as long as they re-recorded it if they just used john williams music as in as is and inserted it into they would have to Smallville would have had to have paid a lot of money to John Williams for using his music specifically, but I think Warner Brothers actually owns the 
the music and if it is re-recorded for use in Warner Brothers. They might not have to pay. I don't know. I'm not an expert, but it sounds like no John Williams Superman theme, but I believe it can be used, you know, similar to how it was used in Smallville at times, aspects of it, the Superman and Krypton theme, and how Krypton has used elements of John Williams Superman music. Um, like what I'm assuming they did with uh, Earth 90 Flash, they probably re-recorded that theme for Elseworlds last year. So I don't know. Right now, I would say don't ex- don't be shocked if there is no John Williams Superman theme. Uh, I know Brandon Rouse Superman is kind of attached to that. So I guess it would be weird to not have it, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me either way. Guggenheim has also talked. They're, they're outgoing and getting some guest stars. You, know, you can hear about Kevin Conroy joining as an older Bruce Wayne. But Guggenheim also said they're hoping to get at least one person, one character from Smallville to appear in the crossover. So whoever that is, I think there's there's a ton of characters they could pull from if they really wanted to. So I think Phil Morris has said he'd be interested in reappearing as Martian Manhunter. I know a lot of people obviously would like Tom Welling, Erica Drance, Michael Rosenbaum, Justin Hartley as Green Arrow, any or all of them to show up. Again, I don't know how likely it is. At this point, they're, they've already got the story for the crossover done. So anybody they're adding from this point on, I wouldn't expect to have a huge role. So if you're expecting Tom Willing to come in and be in five episodes and have a major role, I would not expect that. But anything from a cameo to a couple small scenes in one episode, I think is possible with whoever they add from this point on. But again, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know who is most likely to come back if anyone will also on twitter guggenheim said that we quote won't meet the kingdom come slash superman returns lois in crisis not terribly surprising there if if you were expecting kate bosworth or somebody else to be playing kate bosworth's lois lane then don't expect it i guess um not terribly surprising there although a cameo could be cool depending on what they're doing with this character how they're how they plan to use the character in the crossover, but it sounds like that shouldn't be something we expect. What's what's interesting, he says Kingdom Come slash Superman Returns. Does that mean, is that confirmation that the Superman Returns universe leads to Kingdom Come? In which case, Lois is, boy, I don't want to think of that happening. Uh, What happens in Kingdom Come to Lois? Because that is the Superman Returns. That is the the Christopher Reeve, Margot Kidder, Clark Kent, and Lois Lane. So I I would like a happy ending for them, but that is just me. But again, we'll just have to wait and see how everything plays out on there. In terms of getting Superman on the crossover, Guggenheim made it sound like it wasn't terribly hard. It sounds like Jim Lee helped with that. On He did an interview with Slash Film and said, you know, talking with the studios, bottom line for me, uh, I think if they, you know, this is further confirmation if we needed it, that no Superman movie is anywhere near the pipeline, that they didn't have a lot of trouble getting not just one, but two Superman in the crossover it sounds like they tried to get linda carter as wonder woman and that's not looking likely at this time they also did get uh kevin conroy as an older bruce wayne and we know that a batman movie is on the way with robert pattinson but i think it's a little different to show an older bruce wayne they're not even saying batman will show up they're saying an older bruce wayne for one-off appearance as opposed to getting two supermen more or less in their prime i'm sure they'll age up Ralph a little bit, but Hecklin is in his prime and they've got that. So I think that I, I know they're still, they're playing a little faster and loose with having characters appear at the same time, but they still see, seem to be averse to that. I don't think we're going to see 
any Shazams or Aquamans or Wonder Woman in Crisis and probably not any Batman. Maybe they can get Kevin Conroy for a Bruce, but maybe not as Batman, but maybe they are allowed to get one scene of him in an old old Batman suit or something like that. But again, just uh, showing that I don't think anything's coming movie-wise. At least that's the current plans. And Guggenheim was asked, also asked by Slash Film if this is a sequel to Superman Returns, kind of, for Brandon Ralph Superman. And he said, I don't know if it's for me to say, we're picking up so many years after the events of that movie. Maybe as a, maybe a coda is a better word than sequel, end quote. So I don't think we expected to see a direct this crisis to be a direct sequel. There's way too much going on to get too heavy into any one character's background. But it does seem to imply that the Superman Returns events are canon. At least that's the way I'm looking at it. And this is going to be, you know, he uses coda there. So this is kind of the ending of that character or of that universe. I, again, I don't know. With two Supermen, I don't expect both to survive. I don't know if either will survive. But this sounds very definitive that this is a one-time thing for Routh. Uh Totally makes sense to me. Although, if I was Guggenheim, I would want to leave that door open just so a couple years you can do Infinite Crisis, you could do some take on Convergence or some other things where you can bring all these characters back. I would want to have that available, but it doesn't sound like that's going to be the case. But again, that's something that can always change later. He was also asked about Helen Slater's Supergirl, and he kind of talked around it saying, you know, they're trying to figure out how they can fit everyone in. It doesn't sound like he's totally against it. I know Helen Slater has, has said she feels she's too old to play the character, but maybe they can get her back again in some role, in some capacity for crisis on to some supergirl news talking about casting changes for season five and a big one is that mccod brooks is going to depart as james olsen some point early in season five and they've left it open for him to return he's got some other things that he is going to work on uh so yeah i'm not like i said i'm not current on supergirl uh, i haven't seen anything past elseworld this isn't shocking to me whatever whoever made the decision for this i think they james olsen was a hugely important character early in supergirl but i think they've struggled very much figuring out what to do with the character for the vast majority of the show's history they've really bounced around there was a season one arc where he was probably handled best and i could say that with a lot of things about the show where the season one did a lot of things well and that james as a love interest for car was quickly dropped in the season two premiere and then they've really struggled where he fits in ever since you know there was the guardian thing there's he was running catco every once in a while he's got a camera and that kind of stuff i think they've really struggled with finding a place for him to fit in and i think when they when you're changing storylines so frequently they're not really building on each other they're, it just seems like they've been throwing things against the wall trying to figure out where he could stick I like the actor. I like the character of Jimmy Olsen. I am, you know, I guess I'm giving a a look back on Jimmy Olsen in Supergirl, even though it's not done yet and he might reappear down the line. But it's surprising how little they've known what to do with him. And he's, they've gone the the older James, not Jimmy route and, and had him all this past experience with Superman and stuff. So it's a different Jimmy than we've ever seen. But I'm surprised that they just very little of Jimmy's comic book history was brought into it. You know, I think Jimmy, let me, according to Comic Vine here, 
checking really quick. Jimmy has actually been in more comics than Supergirl has by a little bit. So he's probably the the most most comic book eyes of the main characters, the most most history, most mythology. He had his own Superman's Pal Jimmy Olsen series for a long time. And I am not suggesting that all of those should be directly adapted into Supergirl, but I'm surprised how little they've been able to fit in and uh, really struggled to, uh, to fit the character in. So I don't know how it'll change the show, but I, I do like the actor and the character of Jimmy Olsen. So it's kind of sad that he's moving on, but maybe down the line he can reappear somewhere. In other Superman character news on Supergirl, Julie Gonzalo is going to play Andrea Rojas, a.k.a. Akrata. Not a terribly well-known character, but a one of these su- Superman supporting heroes that's been out there this century anyway. First appeared in Superman Annual Number 12 from the year 2000. If you remember Season 5 of Smallville, the Angel of Vengeance, a very Batman-inspired type character. She had a heart transplant that gave her a kryptonite heart, if I remember that. So she had a little bit of superpowers from that, and she was the Angel of Vengeance. She didn't go by Akrata, but she will, apparently in this show, kind of a vigilante-type character, but with some superpowers, and yeah, not sure how she's going to fit in, but according to the, the tag, the logline for the character, a polished businesswoman and heir to a Central American tech empire, Andrea Rojas, a.k.a. Akrata, is now making a hostile advance into the world of media. Unapologetic and unafraid to make waves, she also holds a mystical secret. It's been a while since I've read any Akrata comics, but I do remember the Smallville episode where she was a an employee at the Daily Planet and then fought crime at, at night because Smallville liked to do a lot of hinting towards, or, or not even subtly hinting at times, but but hinting towards what Clark and Superman would be like. And so they show Daily Planet worker who transforms into a hero at the night. And she was in the episode 513 Vengeance. That was the one after Reckoning, which is episode 100 and a big one. And dealing with everything that Clark had to deal with there. But they did a heavy batman influence type of look at the character. And so... Yeah, we'll see what happens in Supergirl. On to Titans. The first trailer for season two was released, and it featured very briefly Crypto the Superdog and Connor Kent Superboy. Probably not going by the name Connor Kent yet in the show. It's just a very brief brief flash. So we see Superboy in his black t-shirt, probably jeans. Not surprising they went with that design. And he's got the red Superman logo, and Crypto's there with dog tags. Looks like Dick Grayson is just talking to him, saying hi. The end of season one of Titans had that little stinger where it showed Superboy breaking out and Crypto coming along with him. So they will be presumably joining the Titans at some point. Uh, Good to see Superboy in live action. Again, another character that was also on Smallville in season 10. But other than that, this will be, I believe, the the first real live action look. And we'll see how it fits. I'm, I'm less excited about a Superboy that doesn't come out of the death of Superman storyline and I don't know how connected Superman will be if he's just a an unknowing genetic donor or if he will somehow be involved but we will have to see on that and again I think I've said this before but it's frustrating a little bit seeing all of these pieces of Superman mythology whether Supergirl or Titans or Inspector Anderson on Black Lightning or all, all these things. It seems like there's Superman mythology just about out there everywhere, except for, of course, Clark Kent and Lois Lane for the most part in a regular basis anyway. And 
I would love to one day see a filled out Superman universe with all these supporting characters in the same universe being able to interact and it's very isolated now so it's a little bit frustrating we are there's already a Lex Luthor on Supergirl and Lex Luthor is presumably giving a a genetic donor for this Superboy but it would be a different Lex Luthor that we haven't met yet maybe we'll meet him down the line Um, but it's just it's a little frustrating to see it all so split up and so broken up in animation, the Harley Quinn animated series, which is for adults, a trailer is out there. Lex Luthor is going to appear in it. He will be voiced by Giancarlo Esposito. I know him as Gustavo Fring in Breaking Bad. Really, really good actor. Uh, so it will be interesting to see his take on Lex Luthor. He's done some some different voice acting in the past. The show's going to debut in October 2019. Again, you can check out the trailer for just a quick look at things, but there's not uh, a lot of Superman stuff. In terms of Superman stuff, though, it looks like we see Metallo show up. Just a really quick glimpse of Metallo. So there's at least probably going to be a couple couple Superman supporting characters there. I don't know how they're going to fit in this series. But part of the show's plot is going to be Harley trying to join the Legion of Doom, which could be fun, and it shows how Lex can fit into things there. Last up, a couple comic book series about Superman that have been announced by DC, including Tales from the Dark Multiverse, The Death of Superman. This is spinning out of Dark Knight's Metal, all the Dark Multiverse and everything that's gone on with that. So it's essentially telling a story of another universe where different things happen. In this case, The Death of Superman, how it happened differently. It's a prestige format, one shot. It's going to release in October. The synopsis is, in a broken world much like our own, Lois Lane, twisted by rage and grief over the Man of Steel's death, becomes the Eradicator, taking revenge on those who let Superman die, and the corrupt world he could never defeat. Now with the power of a god, she's going to end the never-ending battle by any means necessary, halting the reign of the Superman before it even be. To be honest, that doesn't jump out at me as being terribly exciting. On first blush, uh, for starters, two things I am currently less interested in our elseworld type out of continuity takes different takes like that and the death of superman as much as i love the death of superman storyline there's more to superman than origins and deaths and that's the main thing that people seem to know about right now having said that it makes sense for them to if they're going to do this tales from the dark multiverse they're starting with a couple other couple very popular stories in the death of superman batman nightfall I think Teen Titans of Judas Contract coming out. So it's smart to go with really popular stories and see how in a different universe this could be handled differently. But in terms of seeing Lois Lane with superpowers, that could be cool. But becoming the Eradicator, maybe a violent, sounds kind of like a violent Lois Lane. Doesn't terribly sound exciting, but as a one-off, it could be fun. It could be worth checking out. The most exciting part about it for me is... Jeff Loveness is writing it. Art will be by Brad Walker. But Loveness wrote a Lois Lane Clark Kent story in Mysteries of Love in Space, which came out before Valentine's Day 2019, I believe. And this is an anthology book where there's a bunch of different love stories. I believe Bizarro had a love story in it, if I remember right. And it's just a really, really fun short comic. I think it was eight or ten pages where Loveness writes a love story about Lois and Clark. And also, this has Mysteries of Love in Space, just has an 
awesome, awesome cover where Lois is saying Darkseid is the love of my life. And then you see Superman in the background all frustrated. I don't get it. What does Lois see in him? Uh, it's just a ridiculous cover that is hilarious and has nothing to do with actually what is inside the comic. But there is, yeah, it's a really good story by Loveness. Quick thing, he gets Lois Lane and gets Clark Kent and tells a really good tale about them. And so him writing Lois Lane and maybe Clark Kent, Superman, is by far what I am most excited about that. I want to see him maybe write more of them in the future, but I guess this will have to do for now. Another series announced by DC is Superman Smashes the Clan. This is going to be a three-issue series, 80 pages each, so I think $9.99 cover price, so these are hefty books. It's going to be written by Gene Luen Yang, who has written, he did a little bit of Superman in the New 52, and also the new Superman of China, Super Dash Man. And this is going to be a story based on the radio program, The Adventures of Superman, the 1940 radio program. Uh, Clan of the Fiery Cross was a 16-part radio drama in June and July of 1946. And I've heard a lot about this in the past. The radio show being a PR hit to the KKK. There's a, actually a book, Superman vs. the Ku Klux Klan, that I have but I haven't read yet and I want to. And a film based on that book is in development. And it tells the story of how... I've seen conflicting reports, but it tells the story of how this was a... The Superman radio show was actually used in real life to be a PR hit to the KKK, how it sort of broke down the walls and and told an inside story of the KKK and what that was like. The radio show is one of my bigger blind spots as a Superman fan. I've listened to a couple episodes, that's it, but I checked out Clan of the Fiery Cross when I heard this news, and boy, it's pretty good. It is pretty dark and terrifying story. Uh, a kid getting, it's really about a kid getting recruited to the clan it's very terrifying and how Superman tries to combat that and how individuals can try to combat that. So I'm really excited about this comic book and what it is. I mean, being based on that, I think that's really cool, uh, to tell a modern take on this. I believe it's still going to be set in 1946, obviously, but I think that's, really cool. I'm really excited about this, what this looks like. And there's some art you can see from the Hollywood reporter. Superman's design is clearly influenced by the forties Fleischer cartoons. So it looks like it has a bit of that golden age feel and telling a really important story and based off of, of that radio series. So yeah, like I said, the radio series was really well done and I'm going to go back and check out more of the radio series. Maybe start with the beating and I've heard the origin before, but I want to really get into the rest of it. And I'm excited to see that story be adapted and live on in a different way. In other news, Batman Hush is out. I won't get into a full review or anything like that or spoilers, but Clark Kent, Lois Lane, Lex Luthor, they're all in it as they were in the comic. I will not talk any stories or story or anything like that, but I will just say Lois Lane and Clark Kent are awesome in it. Lex is good too. Uh, but Lois and Clark, I love seeing Jerry O'Connell as Clark Kent and Rebecca Romaine as Lois Lane. They get a brief scene, if you know from the comic, and it's really, really good. I think it's better, that that aspect of Clark and Lois is better than the comic. If you remember in the comic, Lois kind of throws herself at Bruce Wayne because he's in Metropolis. She wants to see what's going on, and she's trying to get the story, even though I don't know who she's trying to fool, because Clark's right there, and Bruce knows that she's just trying to get the story. 
And so that's really handled a little bit better here. And yeah, I just love the the chemistry between O'Connell and Romain there, Clark and Lois. So I, I really want to see more of them and hear more of them building on what we've seen in The Death of Superman and Reign of the Superman. Well, that is all I have for today. I think next time will be maybe some movie talk. Uh, there's been a bunch of tiny little pieces of things in the news. Christopher McQuarrie, some old Superman flyby news coming up. So I might get into that and just talk about Superman on film and what I think should be done with Superman on film going forward. I will be back next time with that.